Star Wars is changing. From the kinds of TV shows we'll be getting to the new movies that are coming up, we'll be seeing a completely new perspective on the galaxy. But what exactly is next? Well, we have the answers. May the Force. Force. The Force. 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 The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, and as always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. Hello. In today's episode, we want to talk about what's next for Star Wars, and Daisy Ridley visited Lucasfilm recently. What could this mean for possible Star Wars films after The Rise of Skywalker? And we'll be getting into how Darth Plagueis died. Let's jump right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Star Wars. We've gotten more Star Wars more recently than we've ever gotten in like the past because we've gotten the three movies of the mainline Skywalker saga. We've gotten Rogue One and Solo. We've gotten the TV shows. We've gotten the animated shows. We just finished off Andor and you had this great idea. What the heck is next for Star Wars? Yeah, I was like, hang on. Okay, so we're heading into 2023, and I just feel like I haven't, I mean, I don't exactly submerge myself in Star Wars news, um, other than talking to you guys, but I was like, okay, wait, no, I just need to mentally prepare myself and get myself ready for what's coming up in this next year and what I can expect, like, what's next? What's coming? It's, uh, it's the end of the year. It's a good time to reflect. It's a good time to prepare family Star Wars. I think a lot of us growing up, we always watch Star Wars together with our families, so it's a big part of that. And I, I, I know a few people who do, they, they have the off days, they're off from school or work, and they will get together and they'll put on all the Star Wars movies and they'll, they'll binge it. Heck yeah. Around that time with family. I think this is a good time to kind of look back on what we've gotten and then what's next. First off, I mean, Andor was incredible. We've yeah. gotten Mandalorian. I, I think I'm 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 happy that the Skywalker saga has come to an end. It freed up Lucasfilm to be more I don't know lenient and be able to experiment with more ideas, especially with like the TV shows. And we're getting stuff with like Andor. I, I don't think without the Skywalker saga ending, we would have gotten Andor. Mm. I, I just don't think that's that that's the case. Hmm. Lead you to believe that. Uh, I mean, the big movies, the focus, everything wants to be drawn in that direction. And I think with a, without any Star Wars movies, Andor is able to shine much more. Yeah. I think they're they're able to shine much more. I think it was a good rest period because we got a lot of Star Wars very quickly. Mm-hmm. As soon as The Force Awakens came out, like it opened the floodgates. And I don't think they really planned very well for all of it. Yeah. Especially with stuff like Solo releasing six months after The Last Jedi. But looking back on it, I think we've gotten some good Star Wars. Rogue One is definitely a highlight for me. I really enjoyed Solo, which is weird to say because I did not want Solo. But I did enjoy it once we got it. Mm-hmm. And then we get The Mandalorian. And Mandalorian is a fun romp. <laughs> I think that's an accurate way. Like <laughs> I love that. It's a fun romp. Like they, they get to explore many different genres and experiences with a single character. It's almost like a Doctor Who. Like uh-huh. they aren't yep. they, they have repercussions throughout the galaxy, but they aren't massive. And you have like they have an episode where it's more of like an internal dialogue thing. They have a setting that's on a jungle plant. Like they can go very much mm-hmm. more genre specific on each episode from episode to episode. They mm-hmm. have like a Western one, Showdown. Yeah, they seem to be, what's the term? It's like leading the way, but it's... This is the way? 
this is the way. Uh, <laughs> they just seem to be like the pilgrims going through mm-hmm. and like kind of experiment with a lot more yeah, in Mandalorian, like busting down the doors of what mm-hmm. your classic Star Wars was, sort of thing. Here's Johnny. This is how they described it on the lead up and the promotion around Mandalorian season one. And it was Star Wars fans get together in a room, they get all of their toys together, and that's how they basically plan out episodes of The Mandalorian. (laughs) They want to live out their childhood fantasies playing with the Star Wars toys. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) Because that was me. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of fans relate to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was you guys growing up, right? Yep. Um, and many, many others that collected the Star Wars toys. It's like they're making deep cuts where the transport from certain episodes are the ones that only came out in the toys. And it's like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff like that in Mandalorian. And then on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, you have stuff like Andor. And then you have mm-hmm. the weird one-offs like Book of Boba Fett just didn't quite land. They didn't necessarily know what direction they wanted to go there. Same with Obi-Wan Kenobi in that series. But I think now that we've gotten... I think we're going to continue seeing stuff like Mandalorian. Mandalorian Season 3 is coming out March 1st, which was the big news. We knew it was going to be around that time period, but now we have a specific date, and that's going to be fun to discuss throughout the podcast for Mm -hmm. sure. Let me set the stage here. So we've gotten a lot of Star Wars very quickly, and now I think they're setting up a cadence. I think we're going to start seeing what a Star Wars cadence looks like with Disney+, Plus, Mm -hmm. uh, eventually the movies. Mandalorian Season 3 comes out March 1st, but before that, we get in January, January 4th, which was confirmed by Dave Filoni, could be moved because it it already had been moved. It was supposed to come out September 28th, but that is Bad Batch Season Mm -hmm. 2. I didn't realize that was coming out so soon. Yeah, so it was originally supposed to come out September 28th. Soon. But they delayed it and Tells of the Jedi came out and Andor came out. So I think that was a fair decision because I I don't know if I would have survived. And I know (laughs) friends of the podcast, Star Wars Explained, all of both of them, I don't know if they would have been able to survive if we had three things that came out on the same time, on the same day. No. Ah, that's a lot out please spread it out um <laughs> it's going to be fun seeing the continuation of the bad badge that's going to be their their continuation of the clone wars which mm-hmm. obviously it yeah. is but i think they're gonna they're gonna scratch that same itch that i think a lot of people want after the end of the clone wars uh the tv show mm-hmm. i think they did a really good job with what was it season seven yeah the final season mm-hmm. it looked gorgeous it tied a lot of loose ends together they still followed the same it felt star wars it felt clone wars and i think that was great we know mandalorian is going to keep on getting seasons as long as Dave Filoni and John Favreau are alive. <laughs> I think they they aren't going to be giving up that side of Star Wars for a long while. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a staple head no matter what happens with the movies. I think we're going to continue seeing Mandalorian episodes, tie-ins. We could see Mandalorian in a movie series. I think they want to keep him on the TV show side of things, but I could see him showing up in something else for sure. I feel like Mandalorian's just that rogue guy that we can just we could see anywhere now. Mm-hmm. Like he, I, I 100% agree with yeah, that. Yeah, like he's just he's the Mandalorian. Like yeah. he, everyone loves him, and so we're all just like we're totally okay with yeah, him keep, showing up anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's Pedro Pascal. I mean, yeah. so we have. I think too they want to have. 
I, what's so great about the Mandalorian is he is a new character. He is uh, a perfect character for being put into all of the Star Wars situations that we want to have. You have him interacting with characters and Luke, like Luke Skywalker, and he has no idea who Luke Skywalker is and the impact that Luke Skywalker has on the galaxy. But hey, he's there. He's talking to him. He he makes it natural. He's, he's the he's the straight man almost like he's the straight man like in the andy griffith show andy griffith is the straight man amongst all of these crazy wacky characters you need to have like a grounding point for star wars and for storytelling if you're gonna have like luke skywalker ahsoka cad bane boba fett like you're gonna have all of these huge names you can't have them all together in a show without having a linchpin mm-hmm. and dinjarin the mandalorian is that he's the guy that like any new star wars fans are going to just cling to mm-hmm. because you don't he doesn't know who these people are yeah. it doesn't matter we all love him so we'll just it's like it doesn't matter he'll just welcome mm-hmm. you in like he'll just he's the perfect entry point yeah yeah so adding him to any kind of chaotic deep lore thing mm-hmm. is going to be like yeah Oh, okay. So e- yeah. even new fans can enjoy his experience because that's what they're experiencing. Yeah. It's very relatable and he just mm-hmm. carries that all on his shoulders. Yeah, you can watch The Mandalorian as a new person to Star Wars and enjoy it and then like expand your knowledge of the Star Wars galaxy through the other stuff. But like it has stuff for existing Star Wars fans and new Star Wars fans. If you don't want to know everything about stars, if you don't want to know the background character and why Greedo shot f- second, you can watch this show without any of that knowledge. But if you are one of the hardcore fans, you can have that experience and it's going to be even deeper. But ground level, you can watch Mandalorian and be like, oh, okay, that guy must be important, I guess. But I'm right there with the Jin Jaren. I have no idea who that is. Uh, so I think I'm it's only good here on that to protect Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the that's the core of the story, mm-hmm. and they're supposedly going to take even more twists and turns with Ooh. season three, and I think they're going to try to make it bigger. I, I think they're going to go for more of like what Clone Wars did in the big episodes. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to make it even better and bigger. Yeah. And Mandalorian season three. That sounds like a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. Definitely, <laughs> which we will definitely get into mm. on future episodes. So make sure you're subscribed, click the notification bell if you're watching this on YouTube, and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Continuing on, though, the last big thing that we know for sure, I mean, we've got two actually, and they may come out in the same year. Star Wars Acolyte is uh, going to be f- starting filming, I think, in the summertime period for that show earliest according to like this one uh it was variety or something else some some like news outlet was like earliest that we could see it is 2023 no we're never gonna see that that show in 2023 absolutely not i sure hope not i no because they're gonna be finishing up in 2023 Mm -hmm. and they're like the earliest we could see it is late no no we're probably gonna see this early 2024 or late 2024. I would think probably mid to late 2024. I would assume so. Presumption. And then we also have Andor season two, mm. which began filming the week before Thanksgiving. Same kind of thing. I, I really enjoyed this time period for Andor to launch. I think September could be a good time. If they wanted to do Acolyte early 2024, I think that could be good. Or they flip it. They mm. kick off the year with Andor and then they end it with 
Star Wars Acolyte. Mm. So those are the two things that we know for sure. Yeah. And just because it's big news, I do want to rope it into this discussion. Star Wars Acolyte. Mm-hmm. Big news here. Daphne Keene, one of the stars of Star Wars Acolyte, was interviewed by Tech Radar and said this. Quote, I can tease that it's a prequel. No, I mean, as you know, it's set 100 years before the prequel movies, and it's kind of an explanation of how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. It's a Sith-led story, which has never been done before. Ooh. Huge. What? Huge news there. And I think it's super exciting to see something like that, because we've talked about before, mm-hmm. we've seen a dark, dark side Empire perspective slightly in the Battlefront Two campaign, but they quickly turn. Every time. Very tiny. So There's the fact small. that this is going to be a key part of it is how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. I think it's going to be very, very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to lend a lot of fun, theorizing, discussions, deep dives, Easter eggs, all of that. I think just having it be a Sith-led story will be huge. Schemes and thoughts of what this could look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we going to see like a baby palps? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Although that's probably I way, too, highly, way too soon. I highly doubt that or we early. will see Palpatine yeah. at all. But, but I think Darth Plagueis for yeah. sure could be a, around. A young Darth Plagueis or something. I think Darth Plagueis is around the time frame that he can start messing with the Jedi. Because mm-hmm. we, we see in The Phantom Menace that they don't know the Sith are around. They think it's just a myth. People... Having fun around campfires. They think they're not real. Until, I mean, they're, they're actively not believing that there could be a Sith. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a bad force wielder. It's not the Sith. The Sith aren't back. The Sith are dead. They eventually, obviously, obviously are back. They're back. But how does that happen? How mm-hmm. do the Sith infiltrate the Jedi Order? Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many thoughts. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Are we getting into this now? Or another time. So we don't have time in this episode, but make sure you're subscribed and we will be diving deeper into our theories around. And we'll bring out the lore. We'll bring out the lore, crack open the books, <laughs> and we'll bring in some some deep numbers. What does it look like? Where's Darth Plagueis? Who else could be set in this time period? New characters, old characters. We're going to have that discussion. So make sure you're just subscribed for the podcast. Speaking of interviews, kind of adjacent, Mm -hmm. and usually in Star Wars and films, a lunch meeting is never a lunch meeting. No. Why do you just get lunch? When's the last time you've gotten lunch with someone and it not like led into something else? Some other information that you really want to know out of the person? Especially a business lunch. I've never had a business lunch that did not lead into some kind of business. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I run a production company on the side, marketing agency. I have many business lunches in my time. And every, I don't think there has been a single one of them that has not come to, at some point, led into another business thing. Yeah. Whether that uh, collaboration, an event, or an actual project. So why are we mentioning all this? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Daisy Ridley visited Lucasfilm on a lunch meeting. There's a lot here. (laughs) First point that I want to bring up, Bob Iger is back on Disney. And that means, and he has said this many times, 
He's all about the movies. Movies are big. Movies are back and bigger than ever. He wants more movies. Point number two. David Lindelof is uh, tapped in. He's the producer of Lost, one of the creators of Lost, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. He has been tapped in to start a Star Wars project, and it is set after The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So that's point number two. Mm-hmm. Theorizing. I'm seeing something yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. Two is a coincidence. Uh-huh. Three is a trend. Quote, this is from Star Wars Newsnet. What's worth noting is that it has been rumored that this meeting isn't necessarily the only one that's happened between Daisy Ridley and Lucasfilm after the release of The Rise of Skywalker. And it has also been rumored some of her co-stars from the sequel trilogy have had additional discussions with the studio. Point number three, right there. So, Bob Iger, David Lindelof, not the first discussion and not the first one for other teammates it's not the first lunch guys not the first lunch it has led into another lunch meeting so there's a lot here to break down and first off i do want to to get your thoughts what do you think about this she specifically said quote on her instagram story which is where this is all coming from quote nothing saucy happening just a lunch visit but now feeling so nostalgic because this was three years ago and I shared a picture of the cast when they were doing a private screening of The Rise of Skywalker. I don't see how she could just post a photo and not have like pre-talk to Disney and be like, hey, is this okay? That's why I think it's in a, like an accident and why she quickly shared, hey, there's nothing going on, guys. We swear it's just a, it's totally just a lunch. I just feel like Disney's so like such a stickler for mm-hmm. these things that how could she how could they have not like been in that lunch meeting and been like just don't post anything about this lunch meeting like I feel like they would have told her that and then I'm oops. not I'm not familiar with Daisy Ridley's Instagram no me neither so I wonder what kind of like the relationship she has with her followers on there and what she's willing to share I think. There's two things here. You can take the hopeful approach that there is going to be another Star Wars movie and it's going to star Daisy Ridley and be like, oh, she totally did that jokingly and was like, oh, totally not doing anything. Wink, wink. And that's uh, could have been used as a marketing ploy by Disney to get everyone hyped and discussing about it and kind of gauge what kind of uh, feedback she could be getting or Disney could be getting if they brought her back. Hmm. If you want to take the pessimistic view, the cynical view, you can say, okay, yeah, it's just a lunch meeting. It's just a lunch. She has some, obviously, she's made friends with people at Lucasfilm. It could just be, oh, hey, I'm in town. If you want to, if you want, stick with me here. Don't don't give me that Mm -hmm. face. If you want to be cynical, you can say, she just so happened to be around the Lucasfilm office. She obviously has friends in the Lucasfilm office. Let's get lunch and meet up. And, hey, because I'm here, I'm just going to snap a picture. Oh, crap. I just almost confirmed a new Star Wars movie with me in it. I'm going to quickly shift that and say, yeah, nope, totally. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Uh, it's just not happening. Do we know what the photo was of? It was just the, the Lucas. And at the Lucasfilm office, they have a, a statue of Yoda. 
and many people whenever you visit there you take a picture of the statue of yoda it's okay. a it's a theme okay it's like an announcement of oh hey guys i'm at i'm at lucasfilm right now huh. hmm. yep just a lunch <laughs> just a lunch just a lunch <laughs> If it's, I think there is high likelihood, which is why we're discussing it on the podcast today. Obviously, if there wasn't news here or any theories that could be had, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about it on the podcast. Um, I think there's a lot there that can be discussed on. Question for you is what? What do you think a Star Wars thing with Daisy Ridley looks like after the Star Wars trilogy has ended? The Star Wars, the Skywalker saga has ended with Rise of Skywalker. We've seen that all of the Jedi are within Rey, who was Palpatine and is now Skywalker. I doubt it is a focus on her training more. So Mm -hmm. what direction do you think this could go? In what we've seen, as far as like the TV shows and the stories that are being told in Star Wars right now, we're getting very specific views, I feel. Like... We've got Mandalorian, which is just space dad and boy <laughs> doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And then we have Andor, and it's the beginning of revolutions and mm-hmm. things like that. Honestly, I really don't know. I If I were to put Rey in another movie, she'd be a side character. Like, she would be oh, some, like, she's there to be a symbol i think it's hard with ray as a character because she is so powerful Uh it's hard to make a compelling story with her i think if if you're a fan of avatar the last airbender which sydney is they have a a podcast on it and they do a fan graphic novel Mm -hmm. uh, around it i think if you look at something like cora i'm not a huge fan of legends of cora and I, a lot of it comes down to there isn't a whole lot of character growth, and mostly it's due to behind-the-scenes stuff with Nickelodeon. That's a whole different thing. I mean, this isn't that podcast. No. But I think it's hard to have a character as strong as something like Korra or Rey, who has defeated Emperor Palpatine, and do more with that character. There needs to be uh, something that, like a Mandalorian-type thing, where you have someone who isn't as untouchable you need to have a grounding point i think finn could be that grounding point Hmm. i don't know if john boyega is interested in coming back but hey disney's got a big checkbook they could totally convince him to come back probably could i think finn could be that person but that needs to be a much more that needs to be a bigger focus because they screwed Finn over big time. He was my most hype. They didn't get in any of the things that makes him really cool. And John Boyega has straight up told, like, shouted out Disney in, I think, a variety or something like interview and online about, yeah, Disney did me dirty. So I think there's a lot of stuff that could go on there. I think she could be a huge character in another person's story. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's not much to relate to her with mm-hmm. i think that's what you're you're getting at yeah because even at the end of the original trilogy luke was not powerful mm-hmm. he was more powerful than we have seen him previously in the other movies but he was not like unstoppable have all the power of all of the jedi powerful yeah <laughs> it could be interesting to see 
Ray struggling with that balance within her? I would love to see more of like an internal struggle. I think that would be really cool. What does it look? Maybe. <laughs> that might be a really boring movie, though. <laughs> I mean, looking at Andor, we have a lot more of that internal strife discussion. Like the, a lot of what happens in Andor is internally facing towards the character growth and development versus what Andor is specifically doing to impact the galaxy. But that's also a, a good TV, TV show, show not, not a, a movie. movie. Yeah. So I think <sighs> the place for Ray would be to be more internal facing, to have that Luke Skywalker going into the universe, hiding where his location is moment. I think there's a lot to be done there, but she needs to, I, there's like a forgetting of the past with the bearing of the lightsabers, embracing her own journey and her own destiny by embracing the Skywalker name that I think could lead into something great, but I don't think that greatness could be a movie. Mm-hmm. I could totally see a TV show or something like that, but it's really hard to have her in a movie. Yeah. So maybe it was just a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we convinced it ourselves that it was just, just a lunch. Just a lunch. I, I think that's a question that you have to ask mm-hmm. yourself is what does Daisy Ridley start from as Ray and grow into at the end of this movie? You need to have character growth. You mm-hmm. need some kind of character growth. Maybe it is working within. Are they going to do a new character? Right. Are a they new, going maybe to it's do... based around a new character and She's dead. Ray is in it. <laughs> <laughs> she comes back as Ghost Ray. Somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> don't say that don't say that yeah i have a really hard time imagining a movie with ray in it because she mm. was just so overpowered and yeah. unrelatable i could i would be excited if the again i'd be excited if this was a tv show not so much on the movie side of things because you with a blockbuster you need to have big action big payoffs and explosions you can't have the type of movie that I think Ray would need to really fully embrace that character. If you're going to discuss the main character, we also have to discuss the villain. Mm-hmm. Who would she be fighting? Yeah. What would she be fighting? Like, what? What? Like, we've uh-huh. seen a second, probably 100th version of Palpatine. Yes. What's bigger than that? Like, mm-hmm. good. Maybe it could be disassembling the knights of ren but i think most of them died from ben there there has to be something like that or maybe Mm -hmm. she's trying to follow deeper almost like fallen order-esque into the journey and the history of the jedi trying to truly find her place in the galaxy by going into the past but if that was the case why did she just just get rid of the lightsabers maybe that is the maybe she wants to be like (laughs) Basically, Star Wars Indiana Jones finding the secrets of the Jedi. And she finds the evil through that journey and has to overcome some, like, ancient Sith curse. She had to, like, kill the darkness within? I don't know. I think it would have to be something like that. It's so so hard in that time period. It would have to be something extremely metaphorical and, Mm -hmm. like, just this, like, the growing menace of Sithness. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's too soon to have, like, another Death Star. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No. Or another million ships that have Death Star technology. Mm -hmm. It's too soon to have something to that scale unless they do set it 
10, 20 years later. But I don't know if that's going to necessarily work. I like the Indiana Jones theory. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, I would, that be, would be fun. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Just her and her sidekick going along. Or or maybe it's someone else yeah. coming to her and being like, hey, I found these things. What mm-hmm. do you think it means? Yeah, because story boils down to character starts in one place. It goes through a journey, whether that be physical or emotional. Ends up at the location becomes a different person either that physically or emotionally and defeats an evil whether that be a physical evil emotional evil like there has to be this like story arc that makes sense especially in a blockbuster there has to be a middle a beginning a middle and an end Mm -hmm. there has to be a good guy versus a bad guy there has to be obviously those are very different like you can have a variety of different styles variations genres specifics in that story structure but ultimately it boils down to like star wars is good versus evil mm-hmm. varying displays of good versus evil on both of the sides of good and evil with like stuff like andor but star wars is ultimately about hope and characters growing in search of hope also just to mess with you mm-hmm. um soon in three years exactly the force awakens will be 10 years old no yes no 2015 right no, no 2014 what or am i am i wrong how old am i <laughs> i'm the a decrepit old lady yeah 2015 <laughs> that's so wrong yeah honestly it feels like a really long time ago but also <laughs> not that long ago yeah seven years ago but now that we've had a, an existential crisis <laughs> let's learn about darth Plagueis. if you have watched revenge of the sith i'm sure you have heard about darth Plagueis the wise but you might not know the origin or how he truly died so this is his story. Plagueis was a male immune, born on the frozen planet Mygido. There, Plagueis was known as Higo the Mask. While growing up, he primarily interacted with his mother, since she helped him learn more about living as immune. When Higo reached the age of five, he discovered his connection to the Force. He often began using it to trick other children and adults into doing his bidding. However, as time passed, the trickery turned darker, and eventually, he twisted the mind of a immune youngling, convincing him to jump out of a window, which led to his demise. Because of his twisted nature, Higo's parents handed him over to a male Bith, named Ruge's Gnome, who was secretly also known as Darth Tenebrous. However, this was all part of the plan, as Tenebrous had made a deal with Higo's parents. Tenebrous took Higo under his wing and honored him with the title of Sith. Hugo then decided to go by the name Darth Plagueis. For years, they ruled as master and apprentice, and Plagueis learned the ways of the dark side of the Force way quicker than Tenebrous had anticipated. Eventually, after a fatal mistake by his master, Plagueis decided to break Tenebrous's neck, and rightfully according to the Rule of Two, he acclaimed the title as the new master. In his quest to take down the Jedi once and for all, he used one of the ideals of Darth Bane, who realized that to eliminate them, the Sith must infiltrate their order from the inside, 
instead of using brute force as many other previous Sith had attempted. Plagueis began building a highly influential political infrastructure specifically around the planet Naboo and Coruscant. While all this was happening, he also crossed paths with a young boy, who would later become his apprentice and eventually be recognized as the infamous Darth Sidious. With his obsession to eradicate the Jedi, Plagueis ordered Sidious to be his eyes, ears and political puppet within the sphere of the Republic, to grow trust, power and influence. Something Palpatine was very successful at doing. However, years later, after a long evening of celebration, Darth Plagueis and Sidious went to his penthouse. Throughout the night, they both kept on drinking and talking. But at one point, Palpatine saw that Plagueis' consciousness was fading due to the obsessive drinking. Having grown too comfortable with his power and influenced by alcohol, Plagueis ignored the apparent danger ahead of him, something which Sidious took advantage of. Right there and then, Palpatine used the force to torture Plagueis with a powerful force lightning, mocking him for his blindness and ignorance, before eventually killing his master. And thus, the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise concluded. Did not realize he died from a drinking bit. <laughs> so this is, this is Legends, if I remember correctly. Hmm. So they did reset this, but according to Legends... This is how Darth Plagueis died. Fascinating. Good old. They're they're having a they're having a good old get together <laughs> together, drinking drinking shooting the breeze, and all of a sudden the urge of anger and destruction and power surges through our man Palpatine, and's like, I could do something with this, mm -hmm. and quickly gets rid of Darth Plagueis, just boom, there he goes, he's dead, see you later. I am now the strongest Sith. <laughs> there are so many, so many different stories in Legends. Some of them do contradict yeah, themselves, but I bet. it's crazy, especially something like uh, someone as powerful just showing like the, the strength and the power surging through you and, and just becoming like, prideful in it mm -hmm. so maybe that's what we see in star wars act like but hey stay tuned more discussions will be had on this podcast about star wars act light and darth Plagueis. but with that thank you all so much for listening to this episode of star wars uplink greatly appreciate all your support you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts youtube spotify google play soundcloud stitcher Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find this show and it would help us out a ton if you are able to leave a review on your platform of choice. Greatly appreciate it. Hey, leave a comment, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. Helps us out a ton. Completely free way to support the show. You can find us on all of the social platforms at Star Wars Uplink. And hey, if you want to reach us through email, contact at uplinkpodcast.com. We'll get you there. As always, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you.